Hi there, it's Gareth here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to my brand new podcast called The Thinking Biker. Thanks so much for listening in and welcome to this episode. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode of my brand new podcast, The Thinking Biker. This is the fourth episode that I've recorded and I'm really pleased to let you know that I have had actually over a hundred downloads across the world. In fact, 128 downloads in total for the three episodes that I've recorded, which is absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much if you are here having listened to the previous episodes and staying with me. Um, I'm really pleased and really delighted and humbled actually that um, that people are listening in and uh, finding uh, this a worthwhile podcast <coughs> to listen to. Excuse me. So thank you so much uh, for that. Um, last Sunday I put a post on LinkedIn and um, I couldn't believe it actually because if anyone knows anything about LinkedIn it's quite hard to get any traction if you were to post anything on LinkedIn um, unless you're quite a kind of famous person or have been doing it for quite a while but the um, the post that I put on LinkedIn received over a thousand impressions which was incredible to see and I was sharing that that with my friend Kishore in India and we were both kind of blown away by by that uh, that fact so there's something about this that seems to be a little bit popular which is great and my job is to uh, to try to continue that and provide you know provide information that is helpful hopefully a little bit of education and hopefully a little bit of entertainment too along the way so thank you very much for that as always i am very very happy to take any sort of feedback at all on the podcast um, and you can do that by going to my website which is garethmillscoaching.com and, um, and registering there and then you'll be able to contact me through that or you could just email me gareth at garethmillscoaching.com is my email address so please do contact me and let me know if you would like any um, like to give me any feedback positive or developmental <laughs> I am happy either way um, it's the developmental um, feedback that actually we can learn the most from I think positive feedback is great and I love to get that as well but yeah really keen to get any de developmental feedback notice then I didn't say negative <laughs> feedback but yes please do do that so uh, should we crack on then let's get started and talk about this week's um, topic Okay, so this week's topic is a continuation really of the previous two podcast topics where I have been talking about um, the learnings that I got from reading a Harvard Business Review article called Five Workplace Strategies to Recover from Workplace Stress According to Science. And... Um, it came about really because over the last few weeks 
I'd noticed that in different situations, both in work and outside of work, um, I'd noticed that people were quite stressed and not actually going over the point of being stressed into being um, really upset about their, uh, their, their present situation that they that they were in and so um that really tied in quite nicely to uh to me reading this particular article and then I thought what I'd do is I'd share the learnings from that uh on on my podcast um and so the the article itself just as a little bit of a recap in case you haven't um listened to my previous uh episodes and how could that happen of course you have read listened to those episodes but um no, but if you are brand new to this, then basically the article was written by four esteemed authors and experts in uh, behaviour and organisations, and they are called Alison Meister, Nell Dayel, Bonnie Hayden Cheng, and Francisca Krings, and they are respectively from um, Lausanne um, IMD Business School. Um, and also from the University of Hong Kong and all of those authors hold extremely um, significant positions within the respective universities and business schools and are experts in their own field and clearly they have done an amazing amount of research in order to arrive at the five um, strategies to recover from workplace stress. And just as a little bit of a recap, um, the article uh, starts out by saying that, uh, you know, around the world, uh, we are, as a as a kind of a as a population, we are uh, not thriving, and um, the research shows or points towards a lot of professionals feeling that they are. burning out obviously that's not everybody uh, but a large proportion of people are uh, finding uh, things very difficult and companies and organizations are providing a lot of mental health support uh, in order to um, maintain employee employee wellness Um, but all of that effort is actually lost if you don't actually recover from workplace stress and the you know the the important thing to know is that in some professions um, there is a lot known about this and um, the the standards of um, of 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 job design ha- has has been have has been developed to incorporate things like um, recovery time and it's considered to be an essential part of training and performance strategy for some professions such as for example airline pilots um, but the problem is that uh, for the rest of us, um, where that insight or knowledge isn't so well known, perhaps, then the there is a paradox. And the paradox is that when our bodies and minds most need to recover and most need to reset, then we, and that's when we're actually the most depleted, we are actually the least likely and able to do something about it. And what happens is we we tend to work longer and longer hours and do um, take sh- fewer and fewer breaks and we are much less likely to um, take on board great 
or good nutrition and hydration which is important to replenish our energy levels then we become further depleted we take less and less exercise and then it's a downward spiral then and you know something has to has to change in order for us to come out of that downward spiral so that that is the paradox really that we face in the workplace but um, there is a solution here offered by the authors and that is that to overcome this paradox you can learn what works best for you and devise what they call a personal recovery plan and I think that's a really important point here because we are all different the fascinating thing about human beings is that there never has been and there never will be another you or me <laughs> um, I find that absolutely amazing but it's true so what we we need to do is to devise a personal plan because what works for one person or a, gr a group of people perhaps doesn't necessarily work for us and that is a key point that runs all the way through the uh, the learning and the suggestions and f strategies that are offered up within this particular article so just as a real recap I'm just going to talk about um, the fifth strategy and then I'm going to add in my own as well because my podcast I can add my own in but I do think there is something else that wasn't mentioned in the article that I think is very very uh, helpful it's helpful for me I haven't done any scientific research on it but I'm going to mention it anyway and give you some examples of what that how that works for me so the four strategies come before I present the fifth strategy the four strategies already mentioned in the article in the previous podcasts episode two and three were first of all strategy one was detachment and that is about dedicating a fixed and possibly short time each day when you can fully devote attention to a non-work related activity uh, that is the first strategy the second strategy is to plan in micro breaks within your day and these are short short breaks of a, a, approximately 10 minutes it's taking a break uh, in the the day um, just thinking back to school days um, in the morning there was a morning break wasn't there and then in the afternoon there was a, an afternoon break can't quite remember how long they were I think they were more than 10 minutes I think more like tw 10 or 20 to 25 minutes but there's a really good reason for that and that's to give you know a break to children to take away that kind of cognitive load of learning and have a break and, and refresh and get some fresh air inside uh, inside of them or ourselves at that point in time so it's exactly the same principle and it's to planning micro breaks so the question is can is it possible to take you know short breaks during the day maybe one mid-morning one mid-afternoon uh, and provide recovery from that daily work stress and the various job demands it's really really health healthy for you and apparently taking work breaks earlier in the day are surprisingly more effective for recovering from uh, work, daily work stress uh, so than, than later in the day so maybe you know if you can only get one in maybe do one in the morning the third strategy is to personalize your recovery uh, activities and that's to make sure or not to make sure but it's to try to um, try to think about 
rather than going with the flow try to personalize your recovery rather than doing what everybody else is doing say at lunchtime you know maybe trying to design that time to do what actually replenishes your energy rather than the broader group what is right for one person may not be right for another person the fourth strategy is to prioritize high effort activities uh, such as um, you know uh, high effort um, physical activities a fast walk a hike you know going to the gym for example um, or something that may take high cognitive load away by that I mean something that really does take your undivided attention such as a hobby or as described in the in the article a mastery experience something that really does make um, make you really deeply think about um, what you are doing uh, and I gave the example uh, in the podcast of me doing that with my motorcycling because when I am out on my bike then there's no uh, no option other than um, than giving a hundred percent focus to uh, to motorcycling and that's I didn't realize it until I read the article. I knew that it happened to me um, because I, I always feel better after a bike ride. But um, this is one scientifically foundation or reason, or a, a, a reason that is founded on science that uh, that I am feeling better after a bike ride. So um, they are the fourth of uh, the four strategies: uh, detachment, um, micro breaks personalizing recovery time and also uh, prioritizing high effort activities the fifth strategy one that is really really uh, close to my heart um, possibly um, for I think more of a spiritual uh, reason really um, um, and that is getting out into the environment Um, and by that I don't mean to be wacky or weird at all I just find that the whole concept of nature and the whole cycle of life and returning to nature is a spiritual one in that respect Um, so I hope that doesn't sound too way out there but it kind of makes a lot of sense for me in particular after going through some of the recent years that I've gone through and experience that whole cycle of life um, that we go through in life of course but yes getting back to the podcast uh, topic then strategy five is shaping our environment and um, as the article says that um, one underrated critical element of recovery is our surrounding environment it's so easy to overlook this and just get on with the day but right outside of our doors and outside of our windows is nature and the environment some companies have actually caught on to this and are building direct and indirect exposure to natural elements in the workplace I've noticed that in two very modern workplaces recently I was in one building recently in the last week in fact where there was a vertical wall of of um, of flora uh, and fauna. I would guess you would call that. It's kind of like a, a grass on a wall, effectively, and it looked amazing. 
it really did draw the eye and it's bringing the environment the outside into the building isn't it when that happens and i know that happens in some very modern buildings um these days that are designed from from what i've seen um so research into direct exposure uh to nature such as walking through parks uh, during our lunch break shows that it can enhance our recovery from stress in as little as 10 minutes and I actually do find this because I'm a really keen um, advocate of walking every single day of my life rain or shine I do get out there and try to walk 10,000 steps a day um, and when I do that I know that within 10 minutes I'm feeling good it's just amazing the impact of nature of the sounds of the temperatures of the wind of the the bird song of the trees moving of the seeing movement in nature and things being blown and grasses moving and trees moving it's just incredible and extremely therapeutic and very 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 effective for me personally um, in addition to short-term effects, being exposed to nature at work positively contributes to our well-being and lowers the likelihood of burnout, apparently, according to the, to the research and the science that has been done here. Um, now, it's interesting that indirect exposure to nature, for example, even looking at a scene on a, of nature on a screen can have benefits for recovery so so we don't really even have to get outside in order to practice this strategy we can bring um the environment into us by having you know a screensaver with nature uh, scenes in perhaps you know making sure that if we can we open our windows regularly to bring fresh air in um maybe can we go out and use any facilities that our employers have provided like you know outside outdoor cafe terraces or green spaces uh, is there anything that is out there that we can use often I find when I've looked at this sort of thing they have been provided but very few people actually take take the opportunity up um, so all in all, um, getting some nature into our workplace makes us more happy and energised at work. And if all else fails, we can get exposure through nature photog photography or videos uh, and you know, trying to bring the outside in. So that is it. That is the, the five and the fifth strategy provided by this particular article um, and in summarization what it says is that benefit that the benefits of devising and enacting a an intentional recovery plan are clear recovery can sustain our energy our well-being our moods our motivation and overall make us much more healthier in life but the paradox as I mentioned earlier is that when we are most in need of recovery or actually least likely to to actually engage in recovery 
but by following these five strategies then we can create an intentional personal recovery plan to help sustain our energy and performance over time and what I do is I and what I would recommend doing is simply um, trying one having a little go at one of the strategies um, let's just pick the one the fifth strategy getting out into nature is it possible for you as you listen to this to do just that can you every single day or even every other day or even once a week try to get out into nature go for that 30 minute walk um, can you possibly do that at lunchtime in your break could you do that before or after work um, I'm not talking about hard uh, hard work exercise here just going for a stroll in the countryside or in a, in a green green area and uh, getting some direct exposure and I promise you I do promise that that will make you feel better <laughs> it certainly has for me and um, and I, I, I promise you it will for you as well so that is the article uh, summarized okay so now I was going to add my sixth uh, suggestion uh, to add to the uh, to the thinking here and that is um, the a suggestion um, of connection and it's around being connected if we think about the article that we've just talked about you know the 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 last fifth the fifth strategy was around uh, getting out and and getting some experience experience or exposure to uh, the environment wasn't it and I think that um, that is a connection isn't it it's a, it's a connection from us to the environment and I think that another type of connection that works really real really well for me in particular following uh, the experience of the pandemic and the lockdown is being connected to other people now as someone who has grown into <laughs> an extra and rather an introvert over time um, as I've got older I've become much more introverted and I often think and wonder is this a reason that men men end up in garden sheds um, but yeah I found that as I've got older I have become much more introverted and spend a lot of more time on my own and that's okay I'm very happy doing that maybe it's just a natural sequence of life really as we as we get older uh, and our, our family our kids grow up and we have less contact with our friends maybe it just goes like that and that's the way it uh, it, it, um, it goes as Boris Johnson said maybe them's the breaks but I have found that in recent months um, I have really uh, become more happier and more um, yeah m more I certainly have recover recover recovery or renewal time as a result of being connected with other people and 
just some examples of that recently after I don't know maybe probably 20 years I reconnected with my friend Stuart and um, through a motorcycling um, group and and also another friend as well uh, Tony there and uh, that has been lovely really we managed to have uh, a lovely chat after a recent training exercise and I've really reconnected again um, we um, no I, I really look forward to developing that relationship more and I think that that connection with an old friend um, has been very very beneficial for me and hopefully them as well <laughs> Another example of connecting with an old friend is that another friend that I have, Andy, who uh, re I've reconnected with recently, and we've actually gone on, we had a few coffees and breakfasts together, uh, but then we decided to do a walk and we walked the Pennine, not the Pennine Way, the Sandstone Trail, um, which is about a 34 mile walk uh, over the Cheshire uh, Plain and it's just an amazing walk and we did it over a number of days and it was absolutely lovely to spend time with with him uh with andy and you know re reconnect again and definitely as well as the physical um experience it was wonderful to have you know the the kind of the the, the, the social experience as well and the friendship experience and I just hope to keep on building on top of that as well. And then the third example is uh, being connected with my friend uh, Kishore in, in India, and we continue to, um, to 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 keep in touch and um, just have have this continual friendship from you know from five thousand miles apart, uh, which is you know a really really lovely thing to do. And um, it came about by Kishore reaching out to me a couple of years ago and saying, "Gareth, would you know? Would you like to uh, to have a chat?" It, and you know, I could go on. I could go on. You know, at my gym, it happens with other people, other guys that that I do training with, in the motorcycling um, arena or experience. It's exactly the same and. Um, you know motorcyclists are really good at connecting with each other you know there's never really a stranger on a motorbike and um, from a, another biker is never ever a stranger and they're, they're always there to to kind of chat and support you if you ever kind of break down or something like that but yeah that's the that's the uh, idea that I'd like to offer up and it works for me um, I do kind of now consider myself to be an introvert with a handful of very good friends and you know that that is something that you know I've had to work at um you know I've had to put some energy into uh it's not always easy to make that happen uh, a person has to make the first move um but you know I'd I'd offer that to you as you listen listen to this is there and ask the question is there a friend from the past it doesn't matter how 
long ago that friendship was they're still your friend is are they still there and is it worth reaching out and offering the opportunity to just meet up and have a coffee it just starts with that and who knows you may end up walking the the sandstone trail like Andy and I have done and we will continue to build on that and go further and further with that friendship fingers crossed um uh, so that does also lead me into next week's episode and I will be talking in that episode about a motorcycling story of connection um, and to kind of let you have some insights into that on Saturday the I think it's the 12th of September it is World Suicide Prevention Day a very important day in the world and I have been thinking about that and I thought that what I would do is offer up on my podcast a story of connection of motorcycling um, that had a profound effect on my um, awareness of other people and uh, how we may not see initially what a situation may be uh, but just by taking some steps we can find out a little bit more and uh, maybe help somebody so I won't talk any more about that I've talked enough today enough uh, already (laughs) and uh, so I'll sign off now uh, with that thank you very much for listening in again it's absolutely brilliant as I said earlier and I really truly appreciate uh, your listening and your support to my podcast The Thinking Biker and I shall see you next week have a good week try to do one of those five strategies I'd love to hear about it if you possibly can connect with me and let me know Um, and I will see you on the next episode podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.